0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. We are covering today Mistborn, the Well of Ascension, chapters 23, 24, and 25, wherein Say's tells the crew a story, and then we go shopping. I guess I skipped what happens in the middle chapter, actually, but it's fine. Clearly, it wasn't as important as the story and the shopping. It's uh, It was Zane. I'm sorry. It was Zane and Vin's conversation. It's not as fun as shopping. Anyway, this is Data, and with me is... Joe. Jack. And Jamie. So let's do it. Hold on to something, everybody. The Sanderlanch is about to begin. Held us, tell us, keep us the bottom, treasures of the dirt. Brush and string,
1: we swivel and sing and dig for the animals of the earth. And we try.
0: Okay, and so, yes, before we get started, I just wanted to let everyone know we are actually recording this episode the day after the last episode because uh, we're, we're going to miss a weekend because Joe thinks that his uh, his wedding anniversary is really important <coughs> for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, strange Schedule
1: conflict.
0: But uh, so if anyone <laughs> sent us something, it may be a while before you actually hear it on the show because we're going to be not recording for just over a week here. Or I guess actually two weeks, kind of, until the next time we'll record. So anyway, just to let everybody know. So having said that, what did you guys think of these three chapters that you read in the past day?
2: I read these first thing this morning when I woke up, so my brain probably wasn't working all the way when I started reading them. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a coffee drinker or anything, I but I did like the chapters. There was, I feel like I was expecting so much more from the first say's moment we get but i you know that's just me being greedy i guess um, you
0: were looking forward to Say's coming back yeah. to like start a whole new adventure and stuff
2: right but i mean we got to give him some time you know i like that he talked with Tindwill. i there's obviously and i almost you know i never predicted it so i can't officially say that i thought this might happen but like there's obviously some kind of history with them and i thought that when she first arrived but i never did really put, bring that up in the podcast so i guess I, that's not that's not something I could prove that I had that thought beforehand. But so I liked that. Vin going shopping was kind of ridiculous, except for the end where all the all the people come and and gather around here. That was a little creepy slash interesting. And I just I don't like Zane. He creeps me out, which I guess he's supposed to. And I'm definitely getting the sense that he's going to try. He's trying to win Vin's affection. So but we'll see where that goes, I guess.
0: Yeah, he seems to, he's, I mean, Straff told him to get her to trust him, so I could just be part of that, but he's definitely trying to do something.
3: No, I really agree. I think, um, I also expected a bit more out of the, co- like, the initial appearance of Sazed in the City. <clears throat> That's a weird spin off of Sex in the City. Um. <laughs> I'd watch it. It's fun.
4: Sazed in the City. That is a show I would watch.
2: <laughs> Does he just go to the bar by himself and drink
4: a Cosmo? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Good he'll just question. be really
4: polite about it as well. Yeah. He thinks.
0: Maybe he'll make friends <laughs> with Orsor. It'll be like Says to an Orsor at the bar. Terrasman <laughs> and the dog.
3: I Yeah, like, I spent the entire conversation with Says just going, alright, and then tell them you saw Marsh any minute now. <laughs> I was hanging out with Marsh. We went and saw a whole bunch of bodies. No? Okay, I guess we're saving that for later. Says so that, Uh, yeah, I'm also just like, uh, Zane just seems like. I'm getting a weird Edward Cullen vibe off of him. He's the stalker with the crush. And it's like, I really think you something needs to happen with you at this point. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I think like shopping was fine, I guess. It wasn't what I expected to happen. It was good to see more of Olrien and between that and the sales conversation, she seems like, yeah, okay. I think I'm right, there's definitely more to her than just the bubbly girl who's coming on a horse to see Breeze, like there's definitely something else going on there. But yeah, I just felt like these chapters were we've done a whole lot of build-up already, and I'm ready at this point for shit to start happening and I, and I think these chapters were just like, alright we've done the build-up, let's, let, let's get on with shit.
0: Yeah, it's um yeah, I can see that, it's Definitely a little slower through uh, some of this middle section than uh, maybe you expect. But it's, it's kind uh, of part uh, of the whole genre change thing that we talked about before, where it's like it's not the, the adventure heist of the last book. It's this political drama or political thriller yeah. thing. So it's like
3: and, and that and that's it. The first book had a right from the start, had a very clear end goal of like, this is the point we want end want to end up at. And that is where the book ended. With this one it's not as clearly laid out this is our end goal as a group mm. like the character's end goal so they're reacting to everything that's going on rather than act making like taking the initiative so I guess yeah we're just waiting for it to get to a point where they have to do
0: that Yeah I guess the most initiative they're taking at the moment is going to be this meeting with Strath which kind of that I think that third chapter the shopping chapter is meant to be like we're getting prepared to go meet Strath but uh, yeah. yeah no I, I see what you mean
4: I like these chapters. There wasn't a lot of um, action or anything, but I was really happy to see that Say's made it back safely and seeing everyone. I'm, I'm sort of not surprised he didn't bring up the Conventicle at this point. I think he needed to get out. Obviously, the Colossus is probably the most important thing, and then the Mists need to be brought up because they're the, the more immediate threat. But, yeah, I, I feel like the Conventicle is probably a conversation that he'll have within when Vin talks to him sort of in more detail about the mists, because everyone else is kind of dismissive of it at this point. But no, it was really good to see him back with everyone. I cannot stand Powderpuff. I just, there's nothing redeeming about her. (laughs) And the fact that even Elland, poor King Elland, Mr. Oblivious, could figure out that she was spying. (laughs) I was like, nah, yeah, yeah, you got to go. You're not okay. She's so, not even a
0: good spy, so sad. No,
4: she's terrible. If Captain Oblivious can figure it out, you know, you've really got some work to do. Yeah, so I didn't, really like, didn't really like her. The shopping trip was interesting. You know, Vin still wants to be a lady on some level. But I don't know, you know, dressing her up to go and meet Strath Yeah, eh, let's just see how that's going to go anyway, even if they get there now, given the end of the chapters. I loved when Orso was sort of giggling about uh, <laughs> what's her name.
0: Oriane.
4: Oriane, yep. In the in the carriage, I just thought that was so good. I'm really I'm really pleased that Vin and Orso seem to be buddies a little bit. So yeah, I really enjoyed all these little those little character moments. But yeah, I would agree with Dak. I am so ready for something to actually start happening. Now we've got a lot of prep, a lot of prep, a lot of prep, and it's like uh, come on, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah,
0: these are really definitely looking. definitely like one hundred percent character developing chapters that we did this time. So
1: Yep.
0: Okay, well I guess let's get into these. Uh the epigraphs this time are pretty much all more of uh, I forgot his name for a second, Quan, like just throwing more Alendi fun facts at us. So he's like, The terrorists rejected him, but he came to lead them. Okay. It's thanks. Quans Kwan set, setting
3: up his profile on a dating app or something. <laughs> yeah. These
4: epigraphs, they're they're pretty much chronological, aren't they? Like they're they're in order. Yeah, pretty much. Of how you would read them. Yeah. Okay. He's still very much setting the story. Yeah. With with Alendi, so. Yeah, and I think
0: this these epigraphs where he starts throwing out these facts starts out with like the one before that he actually starts with the facts is where he like he just seemed to fit all of the anticipation stuff so well. So I assume these are supposed to be examples of how he fit their myth so well or whatever, but it just does mm. come off as like random fun fact, random fun fact. So uh, we start out with the, everybody's in the kitchen and says is telling them about the army of Colossus. And everyone's like, oh, well, that's uh, that's bad. And they've gotten, say, some food because he's done a lot of walking lately and he's hungry. <laughs> I thought it was very sweet when um, he's just like, oh, no, I got to I, I got
3: to wait. And Ellen is like, no, you will eat now.
0: <laughs> he's like, you're not anybody's servant. And he's like, it's not about being servant, it's about being polite. And he's like, be polite later. Eat now. It's a great moment from Ellen. It's just like he really does care about people. And he's starting to, you know, be a little bit commanding at the same time. So it's kind of a double. Yeah. (laughs) Says to apologize. He's like, I do do apologize, but I don't think that Lord Lacall is trustworthy. I know you guys were friends, but he seems kind of unstable. Which, yeah, yeah, he did. And we find out that the Koloss apparently went crazy, like, within a day of the Lord Ruler's death, even though they're far out on the edges of the Empire. So he was doing something to control them in some way.
3: Plot twist, they were the danger the Lord Ruler was warning everyone
0: about when he died. Yeah, I mean, if he's if, if he's been physically controlling them and stopping them from destroying society for a thousand years, then yeah, maybe.
3: I mean, like, the obvious question know. is alright, so if he was, you know, if he, he was as powerful with his mental alomancy, like, as he was with all, all the rest, was he just, like, sitting in his tower and at a distance he was just constantly soothing their emotions so they didn't lose their shit?
0: Hmm. That's an interesting thought. So maybe if Jasty's figured out how to do that, we don't know that he's an almancer, but maybe he has somebody that could work. Uh, and so they're they're getting the details on the army from El, or from from, El, from Sazed, and they're trying to figure out what uh, what does this mean for us basically. And it's kind of they, they kind of come down in the end after some discussion here on being like, I guess another army just gives us kind of as the small group like more. Power in this negotiation, especially like an unstable army that the other two armies are going to be scared of. Which, I don't know if, how, how you guys were expecting them to react when they got the news of the Colossus, but they take it better than I thought they would.
3: Well, they really just take it as a we've got enough shit to deal with right now. We can't worry. Like, we can't worry about the threat that isn't here yet compared to the ones that are. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: Also, I would say besides says, nobody in this crew has probably seen Colossus or seen what they can do firsthand. So they may just, you know, stories about how awful something is may not be enough to really instill fear in you if you don't actually know what they're capable of, which at this point, we don't really know what they can do as a reader or as the characters,
0: you know? Yeah, I think the main example we're given in this chapter is Breeze says that 500 Kolos took out 2,000 of set soldiers, when he went to stop this garrison that was out of control. So it's not. Uh, nobody else has seen the creepy trolls with dermatitis. As Dak likes to call them. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, probably not. <laughs> and uh, like the, the, they end the conversation with like, okay, well, yeah. We're just, we'll have to deal with this as it go, as we go. And. Hope this gives us more power in negotiations and such. And then they move on to, anyway, you said you had other news days. Better, hopefully. And he's like, oh, um, well, not really. Better as such. Uh, it turns out that the mists are killing people. And, oh, there is an interesting note here, because we talked about once the mists and, like, if they could take out the army or whatever out there and we mentioned like it doesn't go in buildings. Would it go in tents or something like that? And clubs specifically mentions it can't enter buildings or tents. So I guess if you're out in the army, then you can stay inside your tent and be safe from it.
4: Did he say it can't? I thought he said it could, but it evaporates quickly. The quote
0: is, and it can't enter buildings club said or tents. It evaporates soon after it does. So it's kind of contradictory that it can't, but it does. It just evaporates really fast. Hmm whole threshold thing, maybe. Oh, very Dresden Files, yeah. I don't know the tent would have a threshold even in Dresden Files, but...
3: Well, in Dresden it wouldn't, but uh, maybe here, just like by virtue of being a building of some kind. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) Questions for later.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And apparently, we didn't really, I think, realize this in any way when we first met Sazed. He was out there teaching people, and it seemed like he just kind of came across... This missed stuff, but he tells us in this chapter that he was out there looking for it. He'd heard these rumors and he went to where the rumors were from to investigate, and that's how he ended up where he was in the first place.
1: Mm.
0: Which definitely puts a whole new light on what he's been up to. And I like the part where uh, they ask for Ham's opinion, and he's like, I don't know. And Breeze is like, Some philosopher you are. And Ham's like, I don't, I'm not a philosopher. I just like to think about things. <laughs> Breeze says, Well, think about this then. <laughs> these two. They're great. God, i missed that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ellen has a sidebar where he's like, have these guys always been like this? And Doxon's like, yeah, I think they've gotten worse, actually. It's just some fun crew, like, by play. And it's funny because, like, Ellen is, I guess, the new guy in the crew. So he's like, wow, okay. But uh, they're having trouble believing it. Breeze is just outright like, no, you must be wrong. Mists are harmless. They can't be killing people. Vin, on the other hand, is very interested because she's already been investigating weirdness in the mists, right? So, And Say says that it seems to be starting out on the edges of the Empire and moving in. So I guess that's why we haven't seen anything in Luthadel yet. We'd been talk- we been talked about before how it was like the incidents like seemed to be bad in one place and nobody ever heard of them in another place. And I guess this is sort of an explanation to that.
3: It's like all the borders like all all the edges and moving inwards like is it circling the entire mm. empire or is it coming from like sort of i don't know
0: one side of it and just moving inwards from there i mean we know that say t- was only in one direction so we can only know for sure about one direction <laughs> one direction no sorry
2: <laughs> uh, you don't know yeah. you're beautiful <laughs>
0: He says the reports are concentrated in the outer dominances, which I guess implies that he's heard reports from some of the other outer dominances. Right. And Breeze is just unwilling to hear it. He's like, no, the terrorist man must have his facts wrong. Mist doesn't kill people. And says is not confrontative because he's never confrontative. He's just like, you know, well, I'll have to do more research. You, you know, I, I can only tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> he's like, Miss doesn't kill people. People kill people. <laughs> So says it's going to, you know, ford up here and start doing his research and hope that he doesn't get murdered by an army before he's done. So it's all good. He also keeps
3: calling Breeze by his real name, and Breeze is not happy.
0: No, Breeze is a little bit grumpy about that.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, we, we talked about that in the last book because he gave us the little secret in the annotations that Breeze is a real nobleman and not a half-breed. Although Arianne tells us in the third chapter here that it's like, oh yeah, Breezy is half-scot. He told me about it. But there's actually another similar thing in the annotations for this chapter that's like, yeah, Breeze doesn't like people knowing his real name because it leads back to this fact that he's really a nobleman. And if some of these ska thieves found out, then he they would not like him.
3: Which is fair. I feel like these are the like, people who are his real friends, and like if he loses them, he might have no one.
0: <laughs> and Breeze already has some unlikable qualities to him, so <laughs> you don't want to push it further? Nope. And then Arianne shows up to the party and says, hey, I heard voices. Is there a party? And when Breeze calls her, it's like, you know, uh, this is you know a state discussion. She's like, well, the other girl is here. Why didn't you invite me? Oh, my gosh. Jamie's <laughs> yeah, there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I to, that didn't even occur to me, but that's great. Good old Jackson has (laughs) given us something to remember for a long time.
2: (laughs) Yep. Good old Jeremy. He's a great guy.
0: (laughs) I feel like Vin should be super offended by being called the other girl as if Arianne has some sort of precedence in this group. Like I was here and then there's another girl.
1: Yeah, it's like, much, much
4: <laughs>
0: like with
3: Vin's like, bitch, I'm the only
4: girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: You have not put in the hours to be considered part of the group yet, Orien. Other Sorry.
2: girl.
4: <sighs> and look, I think Vin would actually be offended if she put any stock into what she, uh, what Arianne thought. But she's perfect. like, nah, I have, I'm not wasting any time on you.
0: <laughs> no respect for this girl. So who cares what she says? That's a really good point. Oh, the other girl is here. Sorry, that line just gets me every time.
3: <laughs> More it's, so now.
0: Yep, yep. It's, Breeze oh. brought his girlfriend to the party. It's like, have you guys seen uh, The Lady Killers? No. No, I want to, though. Oh, okay. There, there, there's a great line from uh, What's-His-Name. Oh, I can't even think of it, but it's about uh, how this one guy brings his, his girl to the Waffle Hut, and it's very offensive. Uh, and Ellen immediately catches on. He's like, how could she have heard voices? We're in the kitchen, and that's as far from the guest quarters as you can get, basically. Yeah. And immediately notices that, like, she got dressed but left her hair disheveled so she'd look like she just woke up or whatever. He he latches onto it quickly, and like Jamie said, if he saw it, you know, everybody must have noticed, right?
3: Yep. So I was right in my predicament. She is a spy, just not a good one.
0: Or she's intentionally looking like a bad spy, so she can be a better spy. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, okay. yeah, okay. Webs, webs within wheels. Exactly. So <laughs> That's what it's going to turn out to be. You just watch. And then Vin and Ellen have the their conversation. fly. Caught in its own web? <laughs> Avatar references. Vin says, I don't trust that girl, and Ellen is like, I don't even have to say it, do I? You know what I'm going to say. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you don't trust anyone, Vin. But this time, I'm right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and she's shocked and impressed that Ellen noticed what was going on. And she's like, you're getting better at this. And he's like, yeah, or maybe she's just not good at this. Either way. And then we get Sazed and Tindwill's conversation when he gets back to his room and finds her there already. And it's interesting because um, the, I, I agree. there's There's some depth to this relationship that we're not getting in this short conversation that they have. Because one of the first things he walks in and she, and he says you know Tindwill and she says saved and then it says suddenly he was even more acutely aware of his dirty robes, uh, so he's uh yeah there's there's something there. Well,
2: and he knows her and she's always meticulously like tidy, so
0: that's yeah that's a fair point. And they have a they have a little talk about Ellen and kingship and such and. Uh, she says good men can make terrible kings, and he says, "Yeah, but bad men cannot make good kings." So I think so. It's better to start with good men and work on the rest. I think
3: he's so breaking yeah. out the "I think"s a lot in this conversation.
0: You're not wrong. Like yeah. I don't know if I don't know if we saw any in the conversation he just had, but you, there are several in this one.
4: I mean, Tindwell's a pretty I, I would sort of picture intimidating personality for Sazed, mm. you know. She And she's upstanding and doing everything the way that the, she's supposed to be doing as a terrorist woman. And then Sazed is the rebel <laughs> and getting a talking to from someone who he clearly respects and, and cares about. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd probably be on the back foot, too, and just start <laughs> reasoning. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Especially since he, he wasn't expecting this conversation. He just kind of came in. It's like, oh, you're in my room. Okay, I guess we're doing this now.
0: Yeah, he didn't have any time to prep for this one. <laughs> but she's basically like, what are you doing here, Sazed? You know you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, you know, I have to, I have stuff I have to do. The South will get along without me. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, who's going to teach them irrigation so they can make enough food to survive the cold months? Who's going to teach them laws and show them the faiths and beliefs that they've lost and on and on?
4: <laughs> Nothing like a good guilt
0: trip. Right. And she she thinks he's here, I guess, because of Ellen and the crew, because she says, I'll take care of your king for you. You must go. And he's like, that's not why I'm here. It's not about that. And it turns out she already knows at least a little bit of what he's looking for, because she's like, you're still looking for this phantom connection of yours, this foolishness with the mists. So apparently maybe he told like the other terrorist about it before he even started investigating. And they were like, no, no, no. We don't, that's that's dumb. Go do what we told you to do.
3: Yeah, I guess it's it just sounds like in between this book and the last one like he he must have been back to Terrace and there must have been a conclave or something and he's just like, "Yeah, I've heard all this shit," and it's like, "We don't care."
0: Yep. Something happened. He told somebody something. And nobody put any stock in it. And she thinks that he's imagining it. She's like, "Look, you spent 10 years trying to do this thing, and now that you are down to having to do regular work, you can't, you can't take it. You want to be important again or whatever. And Seist, once again, he's not, he's not arguing exactly. He's like, yeah, maybe. I mean, if you're right, then I'll have to go and ask forgiveness. I should probably do that anyway, I think. And that seems to bug bug her even more. She's like, I just do I don't get you. You should be like one of our top people because you're so, she says, you're so calm and humble and careful and respectful and wise. Why are you the one who's the troublemaker? And he's like, I just, I got to do what I think is right.
3: Because wisdom means knowing when to say
0: no to the authorities.
3: <laughs> mm. oh, I was, I was expecting something like that. Like some proverb out of him. And instead he's like, well, you know what? The last time I had a foolish errand, we toppled the empire. Boom. Roasted. He
0: does kind of throw that in her face.
3: Yeah. He really does have the high
2: ground in this conversation. Cause it's like, look, the Synod may call me a rebel. You may call me that. You may think that I'm not doing what I should be doing, but the last time I decided to go, I toppled the first empire. I helped topple the first, the final empire, and brought our civilization back into like, you know, normalcy. So say what you want, but (laughs) I, I got results. Mic
0: drop. Yeah, and he's, she, and she can't say anything to that. And he notes, he's like, yeah, well, nobody can really say anything to that. Everyone told Sazed he was wrong, but then he got it done. What they what they've wanted for a thousand years. So they're like, they don't want to admit that they were wrong, but they can't exactly like give him shit because he succeeded. So they kind of just have to shut up and look annoyed.
2: You know, he's really the Alexander Hamilton of their <laughs> of their society, right? Like everybody kind of finds him annoying. He's a know it all, but he gets his he gets the job done. Maybe he'll get shot in it's a Harry duel. Dresden. I don't
0: know. <laughs> He's yeah, gonna get shot true. in a duel. Who's he gonna duel?
2: <laughs> uh somebody in the synod, I don't know.
3: Okay. Well she mentioned she threw a couple of names out there. like like alright, we've
0: got names, they'll probably be important later. She does throw, she says
1: Yeah it
0: makes sense when med fireheads like Venzon and Rindle buck the synod's advice. So maybe those guys will show up. Or girls, I guess they could be girls. in Waldorf. <laughs> rosencrantz and gildenstern no nah, I, I want to picture <laughs> two terracemen sitting in the balcony making fun of everyone that's it's like the, the sign of are making decrees it's like we must
3: teach people this oh good idea maybe we could teach them how to go to sleep for a long time because that's what your advice will
1: do Go! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Somebody sent me on, I think it was Instagram, like, a link to a picture that was, like, how Say's looks to everyone in our story and how he looks to other terrorists. And it's, like, you know, he's this wise, all-put-together guy to the people in the story and then to other terroristsmen. He's this crazy party animal and a wild man. I got (laughs) to share that picture with you all when I find it. It was real funny.
3: (laughs) But, again, it's just, like, God, if this guy is the rebel, what the hell is, like, their most... Conservative guy, look like. His ass is like that guy's ass is probably welded to his chair. Yeah. Maybe Tindwell is the most conservative.
2: Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know.
3: He did say, like, Says did think at one point, it's like, man, she looks calm and collected, but she has been through a lot. I'm like, alright, file that detail away for later. That'll be Mm -hmm. important. She's Mm -hmm. seen some shit.
0: Yeah. You gotta imagine that uh, we're gonna find out more about that at some point, right? She's. I mean, at this point in the book, she seems like, you know, the new main character that we've been introduced to for this book. She's getting a lot of screen time or page time. I don't know, whatever. And she ends just being like, I don't get you, Sazed. You should be a leader, not our greatest rebel and dissident. Dissident. Everyone wants to look up to you, but they can't. Must you defy every order that you are given? And he smiles and doesn't answer. And she sighs and leaves. It's uh, uh she seems very grumpy with him. Oh, well. Not, every, not everyone can be Tindwell's uh, shopping buddy, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: and another, another funnel endy fact is our next epigraph. He commanded kings, and though he sought no empire, he became greater than all who had come before. Ooh. Fancy. And then this chapter, the middle chapter, is mostly Vin... Uh, or it starts out with Vin just out in the mist thinking about stuff. She thinks back to uh, some stuff from the logbook. She... She mentions that she got somebody else, uh, one of Ellen's seekers, to burn bronze and see if he could feel the same thing that she feels coming from the north, like this thumping that Elendi describes in the logbook as well, and the seeker, other seeker could not. So, And then we get to a Zane perspective, where he's annoyed because he's been hanging out at Keep Hastings for days and Vin is not showing up like she usually does. And he's yeah, thinking this
2: guy, she, sorry, this guy's got it bad. You
0: know,
2: <laughs> he goes to the same place every night and waits for this girl. I mean,
3: he's got one agenda here. And then when she doesn't show up, she, he goes to her house.
0: Yep. He's going to stand yeah. on the front he lawn. With up, boombox. Uh, <laughs>
2: that's what I was about to say. To you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ugh. Beat you. Yeah. To the reference. Just just reference machines. That's what we do.
2: Yeah, that's true. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you know which film that's from?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's. um. I could have told you if you hadn't asked me.
2: Is nah. It she's,
0: is it She's All That? Nope. Dang it. No, I can't think of what it was. Boombox scene. Oh,
2: you're going to look it up, huh? <laughs> Say anything. There it is. Yep. Okay. There you go. John Cusack at his finest.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I know, think not know, I think
1: Fidelity pretty characters. great. Yeah, I didn't but like
2: did High didn't Fidelity a... that much. Oh, you didn't? High Fidelity came out around the same time I feel like as that movie, though, didn't it? Oh, did it? I don't remember. I did like High Fidelity as well.
0: I tried doing movie reviews on my YouTube channel one time, and that was the movie that I did because I'd never seen it, and people were talking about how great it was in some thread. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch that and do a review of that. It didn't turn out that good, so... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, now you got me looking at John Cusack's uh, IMDB to see what all he's been in.
2: Yeah, he went like a weird... He went down a weird horror trip for a while. (laughs) Uh, We've come to the John Cusack segment of the podcast. This (laughs) podcast... not sponsored by john cusack but it could be reach out yeah. john uh and we can pimp
0: you out <laughs> he was in hot tub time machine see there's there's a movie I've forgotten about that one that wasn't com- bad as far as com- comedies go it, it was it was okay con air yeah, there con you go that's john cusack at his best
2: <laughs> con air <laughs> more like con shit
0: i knew you were going there He's got a message on it. Somebody dropped him out of a plane with a message written on him, like, in Con Air. Oh, gosh. But Steve is amazing in that movie. Anyway, we've, we've drifted so far.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> Affleck was the like bomb in Phantoms, like... yo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's like
3: like Ellen said in the last chapter, It's like, are we going on more tangents than normal?
0: He did say that. I, I, I missed that part. I love that line. He's like, does it seem like we're going on more tangents than normal? Uh, I like
2: how he, yeah, he. It, it's not something you normally see in a book that somebody's aware. Like, I feel like we're digressing a lot here.
0: <laughs> so Zane thinks that Vin, of Vin, that she could be it, the thing that finally lets me resist, that convinces me to just leave. So he wants to leave Straff, which who could blame him? Quite honestly, Straff is horrifyingly horrible, but he can't do it. Straff's his daddy and he can't uh, leave unless he's got someone else he can rely on.
2: Yeah. I, I imagine Straff has bought himself a world's uh, worst dad mug.
3: Like he <laughs> bought it for himself.
1: For himself. Likes,
3: <laughs> yeah. Because he likes being an <laughs> awful father. I yeah. got this for me because my children are a bunch of messes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and his like advice it. is just like Straff you shouldn't be proud of that. That's what you say. Yeah. <laughs> i'll be whatever i want to do i like when when zane shows up and finds vin he doesn't even pretend to not be like he's like hey i've been waiting for you and you you didn't come it's you're you're seeming a little needy guy let's just come on
3: well it's like joe said it's like literally the thing to get him away from his abusive horrible father is someone else that he can put his dependency on this guy's friggin toxic
0: yeah, that's not a that's not a relationship you want to you it's don't like, want to step into straffing your shoes. No.
3: And it's like it's like oh, I found someone else I can just put all of my hopes and dreams on. I can run away from my evil dad. And she's just like, get away from me, you creep! I'm not your <laughs> ticket,
0: grand ticket, out of here. It's just yeah, it just I seems don't like I
2: Zach. That's what we want her to say. I don't think that's what she's saying. At least not yet.
0: Well, to be fair, he's not putting that on her yet. He's not revealing. He, he, he's he's the more Edward Cullohan, and he's not, you know, putting all of his personal stuff out there just yet.
3: Yeah, true. It's, yeah, it's just very disconcerting. It's like, man, the more I learn about you, the more I'm like... It's like, ugh. Yeah, man. We've 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 passed Pete Yedden here into
0: pathetic. <laughs> he did say he was insane. So, you know. That's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's funny, because that's the way that he thinks about it, too. He's like... <laughs> When he's thinking about how he wants to leave Straff, he's like, part of him wanted to just put that down to his insanity, that he couldn't do this, but he knew that was a weak excuse. So he sees it the same way you do. It's all. Oh, God, I agree with him. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you don't start hearing God's voice, you're fine. Oh, Jamie, like, came up with it. Like, she, we
3: were just talking about the book in the lead up uh, this week, and she was saying, it's like. Maybe, like, the voice of God is just someone's strap is hired to follow. <laughs> um, I uh, forgot uh, about follow that. I'm yeah. just whispering, like, this is the voice of God. Kill people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. I love this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's just trailing like a... him at all times. <laughs> it's like it's a midget he that he's hired you.
2: to just follow him around and hide in, like, <laughs> trash cans and stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He has to tell everyone else in the army to, like, pretend you don't hear this voice when Zane walks up and you hear somebody whisper, kill him.
4: It's like the ultimate dad prank. (laughs) Like, yeah, this will make me a good dad.
0: (laughs) Zane finally,
2: Zane finally figures it out and his dad just jumps out and goes, prank superstar!
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, that might be a way to try and drive Vin closer to Zane, because, like, he starts whispering the voice. Like, the army hasn't told Vin not to pretend to hear it, so like she's just like, what was that voice? And Zane's like, you hear it too!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, that'd be amazing. But what Zane is doing, is actually doing in this chapter, whether or not there's someone hiding in a trash can nearby, is he's, once again, trying to drop little things in Vin's ear about... They're using you Ellen, especially she's trying to explain like, no, she protects him because that's what she wants to do. And he's like, oh, but you're maybe he's not giving you orders, but you restrain yourself from doing things because of what he wants. So he's just controlling you. And he uses like he's like when you were younger and you were growing up on the streets, didn't you wish you had power? And now that you do, you're not using it because somebody else is telling you not to. I <laughs> I like, she has a very good point where she's like, I'd like to think that I've learned some things since I was a child and I'm a different person now. And he's like, no, no, the child's instincts. Those are the ones you want to go with. Those are the best ones. Which, Red flag. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. My instinct
2: to eat cookies for dinner has not served me well into adulthood. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> cookies all day, every day. And uh, when she doesn't agree with him, he's finally just like, well, pff, you aren't taking me seriously. I'm leaving. And she's like, you know what I would do? I would go out and I would, like, kill Set and Straff and stop them from threatening Ellen, the man I love.
2: <sighs> Again, pretty childish.
0: Yeah. And he's like, well, we'll see. Well, why don't you do that? And then he tries to compare her to a coin. And it's like, it's really easy for to forget uh, how you, the value of something when you use it so often. And it becomes commonplace and convenient, like a tool. And then he takes off. I don't know that he's taking the right tack with her, like, We've seen that some of the stuff he says has an effect, but he's really trying to turn, like, make her think that Ellen is using her and all this stuff. And I don't think that she's gonna buy that because Ellen really doesn't. He rarely tells her to do anything.
3: Yeah, I mean, I sort of had a worry that maybe he would, try, like, he would be able to sway her away from Ellen, especially with how Tin Will is, you know, putting changes into Ellen and Vin's not mm. sure she likes it. But after yeah. this conversation, I'm just like, God damn, man, you really aren't good at this. and i'm glad because i don't want i don't
0: want vin to turn away from ellen especially for someone like you but jesus i i think he doesn't know relationships very well and not definitely not theirs as well as he pretends that he does and maybe that's the thing maybe 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 he's like really immature because of the 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 way that he's been raised by Strath and kept down all this time and he's never really grown up and that's why he's like oh no children's instincts and
3: Basically, Star Lord in Guardians 2. He's <laughs> like, well, of course I have issues. That's my fucking
0: father. Yeah. No, that fits. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is we're gonna get to the end of the book and Zane's gonna be like, dance off, bro, you and me, right now.
3: Look, that that would be interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zane and Ellen in a breakdancing competition at the end of the book. My, that's my I, prediction.
4: I don't think we've seen Ellen dance yet, have we? Maybe he's actually really skilled.
0: Well, they make
3: a point in the next chapter, Vin never danced with him. He always wiggled out of it. Mm. He
0: was hiding some some smooth moves.
2: Possibly. (laughs) He was saving it for when they get married. You know, he wanted to surprise her.
0: (laughs) I learned to dance for the reception. I had Tin Will teach me. Or Say's. That'd be a more awkward situation. Ellen and Say's dancing (laughs) privately in one of the rooms. Well, given their conversations,
3: he probably might be more comfortable with Say's than with Tin Will, because Tin Will's kind of a bitch to him. She explains why, and again, justified, but says yep. you know, he's a nicer guy to him. It's true. Yeah. Gosh,
2: we sh- we certainly don't need more slash fiction.
0: <laughs> 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 so I, I think that the one good thing about the epigraphs in these three chapters is this next one answers a question that we talked about just yesterday. About whether Alendi could have some descendants out there still. Maybe Vin was a descendant, but this one says he fathered no children, yet all the land became his progeny. So, no, it doesn't sound like he did.
2: By yesterday, listeners, raised my last hoops week. And dashed them in a...
0: <laughs> <laughs> they know we recorded <laughs> yesterday. I told them. It's fine.
2: I know, I just I d- I didn't want them to be confused.
0: Maybe they listened to it yesterday. You don't know. from Well, yesterday from their perspective, not from our yeah. perspective, because that wouldn't work. Oh, let's
2: not open <laughs> that yeah. <one> at once. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dak. Do your tinny-tim impression.
3: <laughs> you raised my hoops and dashed them quite expertly. Bravo!
0: <laughs> Got to work on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You you got a little ways to go. You you can make it, though. It's better than mine.
2: Yeah, Tinny Tim is hard, man, because you got to do a little kid and he's British. Plus, I think he's played by Tress McNeil. So, you know,
0: it's an extra layer
3: there. The accent's not much of a problem. It's like hitting the right, uh, ironically, not sounding so tinny in my voice (laughs) when I I speak. (laughs)
2: While still
3: still hitting the right octave. (laughs) Give me another
2: Tinny Tim quote. Let me see how I can do.
3: Gentle jerkwads, someone dropped this in my begging bucket. <laughs> 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 I'm he's just
2: so, so hungry. Yeah, He's just so earnest. You know? <laughs> Good day, gentle jerkwads. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do it.
0: <laughs> extra, extra. Greatest opera of all time. Sucks. No, sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take eight. <laughs> Did my sandwich also appreciate in
0: value? Oh, please, oh, please. <laughs> you didn't even refrigerate it, you. What is he called?
2: <laughs> I don't know, something lobster.
0: Oh my gosh. We we just crab. Is... <laughs> oh my. Why are we doing. Oh, you spineless looking. <laughs> you, you didn't even refrigerate it, you spineless looking. <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> We're done. We're done. It's no. <laughs> I, think,
2: I think that's in my top five Futurama episodes. That one.
0: Oh yeah, uh, 80s guy. 80s guy's the best.
2: 300 Big Boys is also a really great one. That's a good one. Um, uh, the Jurassic Bark is sad, but a good.
3: Oh, oh yeah. I think we <sighs> we did we we did sit down to watch them once a while ago, and like the ep- like we were just watching them all sequentially, and then it got to one episode, and you know Jamie's looked at me, and's gone. Oh shit, is this the one with a dog?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so sad.
0: Okay, so back to the thing, the thing that we're doing. <laughs> I, re- I-, I really love this opening scene in this chapter where Vin is a light sleeper and she hears Tyndall coming and immediately like leaps out of bed with her knives ready to fight whoever comes in the store. And Tyndall's like, oh, so you're awake. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time for a shopping trip. It's like
4: you woke yeah. me up and now you want to go shopping. Like none of these are good things. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even for a woman that likes to go shopping, I don't know that she would want to be woken up just to be told that they're going to go shopping
1: yeah
0: well and, and then tin just going even deep. she's like so you sleep in your clothes and vin's like yeah and and you don't keep any ladies in waiting and no what you, oh, why would i do that and she tells her to bathe and we'll leave when you're ready and tin's like vin tin combination of tin will and vin is tin apparently uh vin's like i don't take commands uh-huh. from you but I don't know. I think she has a point that you don't necessarily want to go and meet Strath Venture in uh, raggedy like scar clothes.
3: Yeah, it's just like her. Just she just barters in her blunt manner of just like we're doing this today, and Vin's just like, I'm sorry, have we met? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, sort of not sure where the book's going in terms of where the the plot's going or what events are going to come across in the next few chapters. Shopping spree was nowhere near (laughs) the top of my list of possibilities to happen. The city's under siege, for God's
0: sake. Yep, I I, I knew that that was going to be a surprise for you guys. I was interested to see what you would think when we got here. (laughs) Shopping. (laughs) Woohoo! Shopping! i'm gonna I'm gonna read the annotations on this one because it uh, he he understands that this might be a, seem a little strange. So he says, part of me wants to get the same reaction out of the reader that Vin gave in this chapter. Shopping, They're going shopping. I realize that this scene is a gamble. This is a book about a besieged city, and in the middle of it, I include a chapter spent trying on dresses. There's a lot of important information I wanted to show in this chunk of the book, and this really did seem like the best way. First off, I want to get Vin back in the market so she could see how tense the people were. Also, I wanted to have a chance to let her interact with Tindwell to show another side of Tindwell and to force Vin to start confronting some of the things that she needs to work on in this book. She reacted that part to I really liked. Yeah, no, I agree that that's an important section for Vin. He says that she reacted too strongly against the person she was becoming in the last novel. With Kelsier and his encouragement gone, she's reverted, and she's frightened to accept the noble half of who she is. I also wanted to show a bit more of Alrian. She's going to get some more screen time in upcoming sections, and I wanted a chance to give her character a little more rounding. Beyond all of those reasons, I also just wanted to do something different, something a little more light. I missed the ball scenes we had back in book one. There was really no way to work them into this book, so I let them go... But I wanted at least to give a nod to the people who enjoyed them in the last novel. This scene and another one are kind of throwbacks to those chapters from the first book. So I guess he felt like we needed something a little light and different and uh, a break from what's going on. That's Which, that's fair, I guess. It kind of is and it kind of isn't, honestly. It definitely has some funny stuff in it. For instance, Vin gets yeah. out there and finds Spook, who has been conscripted to act as a, sh- a pack mule for the day
4: i i was like oh that's so funny i love it and then i was like uh oh, joe's gonna hate it
2: <laughs> no no actually this is where spook should be in his proper place <laughs> you know he could be i just you know if he's on he's a tertiary character in this chapter he's kind of just hanging out with them he's hitting on arian i think that's that's the kind of role that's suited for his character <laughs>
0: Not, not somebody given anything important to do. Got it. Exactly.
3: Yes. <laughs> like, presumably they have servants in the palace to do that. Not going to need the soldier boy.
2: Right. And I want to take this. To, I want to take a moment here to say, listeners, before you email in, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you need to understand that like 75% of what I say about spook is just for, for, for laughs and giggles and ridiculousness. I don't actually hate anybody. Plus these are fictional characters. Who so gives a damn if I hate one? I mean, <laughs> really. But anyway, you know, Spook's fine. Just not my cup of tea. The,
3: the Spook stuff on this show is a lot like the volcanoes. It's just a joke that has gained traction <laughs> and now comes up just about every episode, even yep. when there is yeah. no Spook or volcanoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> there haven't been volcanoes and mentioned
0: I'm, in a while. So.
2: Right. And I mean, there's not a thick book in sight in this in this uh, chapter, these chapters, <laughs> but doesn't stop me from thinking sick <laughs> books are funny yeah.
1: Some,
3: yeah sometimes there are jokes that carry through all the episodes sometimes there's not we were listening to the episode where Orisur got the dog body and we were making jokes about how Zane would think like that was my dog Like,
1: oh, yeah. funny joke
3: didn't make it to any other episodes
0: in that episode I was like I want yeah. this to be a recurring joke where like it, Zane thinks that's his <laughs> dog
1: that she's got <laughs>
0: it never came back He's like, I thought she'd come to keep
2: hasting and bring my dog so I could see my dog. <laughs> it's like we're divorced and she got the dog in the divorce. I hate it.
0: <laughs> Completely random side note that you just reminded me of. I'm, it's my fault we're taking a tangent. But I saw some, some post on Reddit today where this lady posts on Facebook that she got her divorce papers in the mail. And there was a sticky note on it from her lawyer that says... There's a note from the judge in here. He found it really strange that all you wanted was the toaster and not any money. And then she she comments, someday I'm going to write a book about how much I love this toaster. And it was just the strangest, <laughs> most, <laughs> like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I have so many <laughs> questions. <laughs> right? I want to know. <laughs> I want
1: this I mean, book I, now. I
2: really, I really like my toaster too, but I mean, come on. I can't just buy <laughs> was, a new toaster.
3: Was there a picture of the toaster?
0: Oh, there's that was all the information that there was, and I'm like, I want more. Oh, come on! I, I want more information about this toaster. <laughs> Maybe her ex is just really broke, so she she wasn't going to get any money out of it anyway. <laughs> but, okay, sorry. Just come, that was the most random tangent all day, but still. Uh, I like that Vin agrees to go shopping, and then she shows up and finds Arianne is also going. She's like, oh, crap. What have I gotten myself Ugh, into? This girl. And then when she asks spook why he's there he says was up too early sneaking food and miss imposing noticed me. And I swear to you like he starts out the sentence with was and I, I was sure that wasing was coming. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well see and see here's here's a perfect example. Spook is talking like a normal human being here. And it's perfectly fine. I'm not pissed off at all. <laughs>
0: But she does use the opportunity to figure out that he can burn tin and thus is not the Conjure spy. So she got something out of it.
3: That's quick thinking. Yeah. Also, like it's it's weird. Like The, the second time in these chapters Spook has appeared and both times he was trying to steal food. Also, he was trying to hit on the cooks in the earlier chapter and failing yeah. miserably. So it's like, is that Spook now? The food-stealing failed uh, <laughs> chick chick magnet? <laughs>
0: failed chick magnet? Uh, What's, no,
3: what's the opposite? Chick repeller. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he's not a failed chick repeller. He just is one. He's a successful he's a, he's chick repeller. He's really good at it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, Vin pulled I'm out really, in this chapter. She's like, like, to get Spook's interest, all you have to be is female and smell nice, and sometimes the second one is optional. Oh, <laughs> uh, she. It, it's no wonder that he has no chance with Vin. Like, she does not respect him in any way. But <laughs> it's like, the girl
3: has to smell nice. Is that implying that Spook doesn't always buy them? Maybe that's why he's failing to, you know, hit could on be. women. I mean, he is—he does have a scar
2: background. He may not have always had baths, you know?
0: Although he's also a tin eye, which means that any smell would be magnified when he's burning his tins. So maybe it is important that the girl smell nice because it could be very distracting otherwise. Also, wow. he might notice he well, might notice himself a lot more if he smelled bad. Yeah, true. <laughs>
2: I also like how he he's kind of like, I mean, Kelsier gave me my nickname, but nobody remembers me.
0: <laughs> nobody cares about poor old Spook. Yeah, he's really
2: the Eeyore of the piece here. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, nobody cares about
0: Spook. If Eeyore was always running after the ladies, that would be an interesting Winnie the Pooh. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, there's no female donkeys there. Fair point
0: not. It's just interesting because this is a
3: side of spook we haven't seen before. He's always just been sort of patient, a bit snarky, you know, incomprehensible, awkward, awkward, and depressed. Or just like, man, I fucking hate my life.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I mean,
3: there's no doubt
2: the the uh, the dude's an onion. He's definitely not a parfait.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, and so, of course, Vin brings Orsaur along, and Orsaur gets to sit on the seat. And Ariana's like, does he really need to sit on the seat? And Vin's like, yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> right. She's and like,
2: shut your mouth. He's going to sit wherever the hell I say he's going to sit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Ariana has the weirdest line. Where she, well, she asks, are, are, oh, you're an alamancer. Are the things they say about you true? And Vin's like, well, what things? And she's like, well, the, you know, you killed the Lord Ruler for one. And that you're kind of, um, well, just a little bit rickety. And I'm, what does that mean? Yeah.
2: Like, does, are are she I I mean I guess she's trying to say you're like you're you're insane a little bit like not all there in the head. That's the only thing I could think when she says rickety. Yeah,
4: yeah. I was kind of like rickety, unstable.
0: Yeah, I, I I I just don't see how it works. I had to go in, out and look up rickety and see if there was something to that some meaning to that word I wasn't aware of. And Google says it means of a structure or piece of equipment poorly made and likely to collapse. Or second definition when talking about a no. person suffering from rickets. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's got rickets. No. I, I mean I think I think it is like That's gonna make she's,
3: miss dancing hot.
2: She's trying yep, to use that word for uh for what for the fact that she's a little unstable, but then my question is, wh- where are these rumors coming from? How do people know that she's <laughs> that she's unstable or if and when or whatever? That's a fair point.
4: Maybe she's perceived to be unstable because she won't talk to anybody.
0: She killed Sean O'Leary real quick. (laughs) I don't think anyone probably remembers that. It got eclipsed by her killing the Lord Ruler not long after.
3: But it's also a case of, where's Ashweather getting his information from? All right, Straff was in Luthadel and has people in his army who presumably were also in Luthadel. so they knew what was going on. Like, who's Ashweather got that's inside the city, aside from his weird pink
0: mist daughter? It's true. I mean, he had Sazed with him for, or not Sazed, I'm sorry, Breeze with him for a while, so maybe Breeze is spreading rumors about, oh, you don't want to mess with this Mistborn, she's something. Yeah, he's, he's
2: <laughs> real drunk on wine, he's like, she's the most crazy person I've ever met. She <laughs> tied her chest hair on sea turtles and rode them to shore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he's sitting right there with wine, he's like, you know how many times this girl came
0: back to the safe house in nothing but an undershirt? Hates man, <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Yeah. But Aurean decides that she can't really be rickety and dangerous because she's going shopping. Well, sure, doesn't
4: that just bring out the
0: best in everybody? <laughs> <laughs> you're going That's shopping. Nice. That's your aces in my
2: book.
1: Apparently. Mm. God.
2: <sighs> right, especially in the scene later, she strikes me as like the star, the star uh, fucker. Like you know, she's just like, oh man. I'm going to hitch my wagon to this person. Like, when she goes out yeah. with with Vin to see all the people, she's like, this girl's famous. I'm getting in on this.
1: Oh, I see what
0: you're <laughs> saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. She tells Vin that she's the strangest noblewoman I've ever met. Did you grow up far from court? And Vin's uh, like, oh, uh, I'm a ska? And I love her all reaction to I'm a ska. She's like, oh, you poor thing. And that's where we get the orsore chuckle. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so happy. It's
0: like is
3: is like, your is your dog laughing at me?
0: <laughs> he does that. It's, it's it's just a thing. It's fine.
1: We call yeah, it bad dog.
0: Stuff, <laughs> <laughs> He's really he's really good at sniffing
2: out dumb women,
0: you know. Oh, it just makes him laugh. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's like Breezy is a ha- is too or half ska, He told me. Good thing he didn't tell father. Father's never been very nice to Scar. Shopping. She doesn't. She doesn't seem to have anything against Scar, or even, like, really think less of them from the way she's acting, so that's one thing in her favor. It's just, she's like, oh, you poor thing. Let's go get you a nice dress.
3: (laughs) There is that, but she's also come into the capital where I guess it's publicly known that the Scar and the Nobles are living alongside each other, so if she came in, she's like, man, fuck the Scar, that's probably not going to go over so well.
0: That's true. Do you think that, based on what we've seen of her, she has that much self-awareness, though?
3: (laughs) All right, touché. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
3: instant concession there
0: and uh, they get to the store and spook instantly like hops down and is trailing all ran and that's where we get vin's comment like it, it honestly it's a little bit catty that she's like he the noble woman had gotten spook's attention but it wasn't hard to get spook's attention you had to oh i'm sorry it you have to have breasts and smell nice and the second was sometimes optional i, I misquoted that earlier
2: so, is he into large dudes, too? I don't...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if they smell nice. And Vin is just like, I, I have a lot of trouble feeling sorry for her that she was tragically taken from her dresses, Tindwell. Um, and Tindwell's like, hey, hey, let's let's be a little bit less judgy, okay? Which, on one level, that's fair. Uh, and on another level, I'm like, I also don't feel sorry for Aurian at all. So, <laughs> she's... Bree, just thinking back when Breeze is like yep we're gonna have to hire a new pastry chef or order them brought in because she's got to think about pastries I'm like I don't feel bad for you
4: she's either like the best spy around because no one's <laughs> actually going to give any credit to her or she's just so floofy like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: good word I yeah the horrible
4: fits. the whole <laughs> the horror i've been kept <laughs> for my dresses and pastries get some perspective
2: <laughs> she's like uh she's like alias from alias you know she's jennifer garner that's how good she is
0: oh okay that's how good she is i was like jennifer garner wasn't floofy but i guess she kind of <laughs> she sometimes did play like the ditzy things so i get okay but uh, it leads to the Tindwill and Vin conversation where Tindwill's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. It's like, hey, your friends say that you used to like dresses and things. I guess they must have been wrong, huh? And Vin's like, no. And she's like, you know, that's it's not me. I can't pretend that it's me. And she's like, well, why not? And we kind of we get to the bottom here where, where she asks, why won't you marry the king? And she's like, he deserves someone better. Someone who can be like a queen, not a bodyguard. He shouldn't have asked me. He can't marry me. And we find out the day that he asked her to marry him is the day that she stopped wearing dresses. It's it's kind of th- this relationship is it's kind of sad the way that she's seeing herself here. But it's it's well, I nice. think
2: we I think we know that self esteem has kind of always been her biggest uh, yeah. biggest hurdle.
0: You're not wrong. And she she claims that he fell in love with what I was pretending to be when I was like valet. And Tyn was like, oh, so he just you know, immediately left when you stop pretending to be that then, right? She's like, oh, well, I mean, no, but... She says that Arianne has uh, maybe eager and a bit too outspoken, but she seems to know how to recognize what is good in a person. I don't know where she's getting that, honestly, but okay, if you say so.
3: Maybe they've had conversations we're not privy to. Right. Just the fact that, yeah, like, Vin came down and found uh, Tinwill and and Arianne Together and getting ready to go out, it me think. Wait, do you guys have a relationship already? This seems mm. a bit. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that did ring some alarm bells to me.
0: You're not wrong. That's pretty quick. And Tinwell says that she wants to help Vin become whoever she is. And why? Why look at only one side of yourself when your Ellen sees so much more? And she even calls out Breeze and like he seems like a cynical, mocking guy. And then he looks at Ariane and you can tell uh, he softens. And one wonders how much of his harsh, unconcern is an act which we just found out last, last week, if you prefer, that uh, <laughs> the same thing, basically. So she's a little... Uh, Tindwell is a little perceptive, it seems like. Shock, shocking no one, probably. And then we get the interaction with the dressmaker, where Vin's trying on dresses, and he's like, oh my gosh, you're like... I've never seen anyone so graceful. And then he finds out a minute later that uh, who she is. <laughs> so... Uh, tin will says yeah lady vin is gonna need this and he's like what i'm sorry who what and then when he realizes that he has the woman who killed the lord ruler in his shop he's like i'm sorry i didn't i, I wasn't trying to offend you uh please don't kill me she's like i'm fine it's cool man be cool it's like, i wasn't gonna kill you much it's not
1: good <laughs> and
3: there's like this this section is like where i really like i actually thought all right you know what tin will you're all right. <laughs> like just like the fact that, yeah, you know, she asked like Vin asks why are you being so nice to me when you're always so harsh to Ellen? And she explains, well, you know, Ellen was always pampered. He needs a little harsh truth. I think you've had enough in your life. And i was like, Oh, that's wow. That's, that's yeah. a big call. And then as they're going through the dresses, like tin is just dictating all the things the dress needs, which are things that are important to Vin, like being able to move easily, being able to move quietly, and it's like, wow, you really picked up on all the things Vin, Vin needs in her clothing for her Mistborn clothing and are, are applying it to the dresses, which she doesn't have anymore. That's actually, yeah, this, this section is like, all right, Tinwill, you're OK.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's clearly not her first rodeo. You know, she's thinking about this Mistborn lady in her needs. I mean, for all we know, she could have been a steward, I guess, stewardess to a Mistborn before.
0: Yeah, we, we still don't know anything about her past yet, really. Other than she studied biographies. And that's when people start showing up outside and like looking in through the windows to see what's going on. And that and here's Spook's, why do you get to be so popular? And Vin says, I killed their god. And Spook's like, Well, I helped too. I even got my nickname from Kelsey here, but nobody cares about poor little Spook. And Vin does not even deign to respond to that. She does not care about poor little Spook and his whining. <laughs> I mean that's who would? <laughs> And I don't know, maybe Alrian has a point where, you know, Tyndall's, Tyndall's trying to get Vin to go out there and talk to them and Vin's like, I don't want to encourage them to think of me as like, you know, Kelsier wanted them to worship him. I don't want that. And if I go talk to them, it's just gonna encourage this. And Hallrian's like, No, 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 no. You don't understand. Hiding in corners, wearing strange clothing and being mysterious, that's what got you a reputation. If people knew how ordinary you were, they wouldn't be so crazy to get a look at you. And then she maybe like, Oh, I didn't I I don't think I meant that like it sounded. Or, I didn't mean that like I think it sounded. Like. And we're back in the
3: mean <laughs> girls' section. <laughs> I don't know. She's I like, thought... you're basic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was surprisingly self-aware for Aureanne to, like, say that and then instantly be like, oh, I'm sorry, that, that didn't sound right. Oh, that,
3: yeah, sounded... that, like, that bit, that bit was fine.
0: So, I don't know. Do you think that she has a point? Is it going to make Vin less, like, of an object for people to come after if she when she goes out and talks to people like she does?
4: by Vin being more visible, it's she's less of a mystery. So people may be a little less stalkerish, I guess, of her, you know, finding her in a dress shop. I don't think the curiosity would go away, but it wouldn't be a case of, oh, you know, Lady Air is here. We must talk to her and see her. It would probably be less intrusive, I guess.
3: Mm. Again, red string tinfoil. This this could be why Orien's uh here and like, you know, making friends with Vin and stuff like that is to lessen her mystique so the common people have you know are not as interested in her and they won't rally to her banner the way that they rallied to kelsey this could be a long game by Ashweather to diminish vin's power among the people maybe
0: interesting that was like if they just see uh, her as
3: ordinary they don't give a shit hmm.
0: That, that that would be some deep planning that's like some 3d chess on his part if he's like we're gonna get this done but it's totally possible. We still don't know. We haven't met Seth. We don't know anything about him and how, like, uh, what kind of guy he is, so. Yeah. Except that he apparently didn't appreciate Breeze, according to his daughter. And Vin says, I don't want people to worship me. I just want to be left alone. And Tyndall's like, yeah, that ship has sailed. Uh, you killed the Lord Ruler. You were trained by the survivor, and you're the king's consort. And Vin's like, I'm not his consort. We're just, I have no idea how to finish this sentence, so I'm going to stop we, talking now. That was <laughs> we have, like, labels. Yeah, yeah, see? <sighs> and Ariane goes with Vin and doesn't really do anything. I'm not even sure why she went. She's like, you can, you know, fight them off if this gets messy, right? And that's kind of the last we hear from her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wants to be famous, man. I'm telling you. Photo up. Yep. There you go.
3: Associated with fame. And she did the whole grab the arm, and Vin's like, how
0: do I get out of this? <laughs> bad touching. Bad touching. Bad touch. <laughs> and so Vin, Vin tries to, you know, Make everybody not so scared I mean she she uses a little bit of soothing And she's like hey everything's gonna be alright The armies are trying to intimidate us or it, The king's not gonna let them The king and I are gonna go meet with him And try to get Straff to be our ally And someone's like the king's gonna surrender I heard it he's gonna trade the city for his life And people start uh, talking shit About Ellen basically Like he's not a soldier he, he won't fight for us Whoa And uh, things get a little heated And she screams at everyone to stop and kind of pushes on the metal in the crowd. And she's like, no, no one gets to say anything bad about the king. I'm not going to stand for it. And she kind of shames them by being like, this is all the stuff that he does for you.
2: Yeah, she's doing the work that uh, she's laying some groundwork for him when he finally is like out and about with the people.
0: Yeah, he kind of needs to be seen some. I think it's clear that uh, I mean, she's been tyndall has been training him, but it still doesn't seem like the people. Have had a chance to see him and get any new impressions of him. Maybe she doesn't trust him to not embarrass himself yet. And uh, when she's done, it kinda sorta worked. People seemed a little better. And she tells Tindwell she's like she feels like she lied, that there's no way they can do what she said they were gonna do. And Tindwell's like, well then run. And Vince's like, I didn't mean like that. And Tindwell has the best line where she's like, Well make a decision then. Either give up on the city or believe in it, honestly, the pair of you. She's like, this is <laughs> Well, you know, say- they're teenagers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Ellen was 20 or 21 in the last book. So he- yeah,
3: yeah, but, you yeah. know. Tinbulls just thinking, man, Sazed owes me big time for these two.
0: <laughs> it's probably true. It's like, oh, geez, young people. And then there is an attack on the walls as if to immediately contradict what she's just told all these people. And everyone rushes up there. Ellen's like, you know, archers shoot people. Vin shows up and starts fighting people. And it turns out that it was just kind of a, yeah. a feint.
2: But uh, boy, did this army bumble around like a bunch of idiots.
0: Yep. Yeah. Clubs explains. He's like, oh, it's common in warfare. Quick skirmish to see how your enemy responds to test their defenses, basically. And Ellen's like, a test. My guess is we did not do very well. And clubs is like uh, far worse than we should have actually. Maybe this will scare the lads into paying better attention during drills. Oh jeez, they this is just like, to let us know that they're not ready.
3: And it's like clubs is like when did you get optimistic? And then the look <laughs> on his face is, and me just like oh did I just say that?
0: Yeah, it's uh it's kind of a down note to end this chapter on. And Ellen's like this is Straff trying to let me know you know we're about to go meet him but before we get there he wants to say I can take the city anytime. Remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, well,
2: as Dante says, that's what life is, a series of down notes.
0: <laughs> okay, see, first I was thinking Dante's Inferno. and I was like, that seems like a weird thing for to come out of Dante's Inferno. And then I thought, maybe he means Dante from Devil May Cry. And that's I I I I also a wow. weird thing to come from there. Uh, it, it took me a while to on, make man. it to Clerks. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 the,
2: Devil May Cry was your second option? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> that's fair actually yeah oh yeah that's where that's where we, we end these three chapters is uh Strath venture letting us know he can take the city whenever he wants and we find out our soldiers aren't prepared and uh everything is kind of sad and bad so any last thoughts on these before we get into the predicament section this week
2: my thoughts are i'm ready for some action i'm with dak let's get to it mm. what he said
0: what he said <laughs> okay then let's uh, let's move into predicaments. I think Joe has gone first the last two or three times, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna let uh, let's have Dak go first this time. What do you have?
3: Not really a lot. The only uh, yeah, only prediction I can really make based off what we've seen in these chapters is the meeting with Straff is not gonna go well. <laughs> uh, if I if I want to go full tinfoil, I think you know she like Vin has this fancy new dress she can move in and has pockets pockets and shit so she's going to be in good stead I wonder if she'll bring Orasur along for the ride when they have this meeting it's like this is my girlfriend this is her dog and Straff just like D- do I pat the dog and Ben is like please don't <laughs>
1: uh,
3: and uh yeah so I Sorry, feel on that. like
1: uh on that, Jack,
4: if yeah. Orasur goes does Straff still have his Kandra and can they recognize each other
3: Oh, that's a good point. Maybe she shouldn't hmm. bring the dog.
4: Mm.
2: Well, if if my theory is correct, then that is his Condra. So. That's
0: true. If if Joe's true. correct. True. I yeah. We've we've talked about before whether or not Condra can recognize each other, and I feel like that's a question that maybe Vince should have asked when she's asked trying to figure out how to find this guy. It's like, oh, well, could you spot him maybe? But um, so that might
3: be a question that's just like a I don't have to answer that. Yeah, maybe not. And yeah, no, I I get the feeling that. Whatever goes wrong, Vin's going to get out of Straffs camp. Either Ellen or Orsore aren't whether they get taken prisoner or killed. I don't think I don't think either of them will get killed at this point, but I feel like one of them is going to get caught and stuck there and Vin's going to have to flee and leave them behind.
0: You really think would Vin do that? Would she leave Ellen behind? I, I mean, Orsore they're starting to be friends. I could buy maybe in an emergency she'd leave them behind. Do you think she would leave Ellen? Well, I just can't
3: think of there's got there's got to be something that shakes up the status quo, and I think yeah they ca they can't contain Vin, i but I think yeah she will like so I think she will get out, but something else has got to change to make the situation worse more than just an argument where they're allowed to leave again so I feel like what's the the most obvious way for that to happen is either for someone to die or for someone to get caught and if someone gets caught there's more stakes then they've got to save them again as well so i that's what I'm sort of leaning towards i I don't know how it would come to a point that she has to leave Ellen behind, but I think it might eventually happen. Maybe Ellen like orders her to or something. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Okay. J-j-j- Joe can go second this time. What are you? Yeah. Okay. I like where Dax
2: headed. I predict Ariane may not be a spy, but she's got more going on than maybe we're aware of. I don't know that she's really on set side but I think maybe she has her own agenda here and I'm interested to know where that might be going. She almost strikes me as like similar to the buy in the last book that we found out about the informant that, uh, that was going around the balls being like the gossip or whatever. She's hmm. I get a, I get a similar it's, kind of oh, vibe yeah, from yeah. her. So yeah, I get a similar kind of vibe from her. I'm thinking maybe she, along those lines somehow, you know, she's got her own agenda for getting information, because obviously Ellen and Vin are not wrong. She was snooping down there, probably heard a lot of what they were saying, and then just kind of came out when it was convenient for her to do so. So there's more to her than I think we're seeing just now, which I think we've all kind of had that feeling. And, man, like I said, I I hope, like, if after, maybe after this meeting with Straff, like, you know, maybe we'll get, like, a Game of Thrones type thing where – the mist monsters come and just like totally mess up all of these armies and then they're like oh well this is the much bigger threat we now gotta go we gotta go do something about this right now so i'm hoping that's where this is all heading
0: okay fair enough you you want to break the 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 sea story that we've got so far and get to the quote-unquote real story yeah let's gtfo okay. of luthadel you know fair enough okay right, jamie what uh, what are you thinking
4: um, so I'm thinking that I still, yeah, I don't trust Oriane at all. I sort of agree with Joe. She's not a spy. She's definitely got something else going on. But yeah, I yeah really don't trust her at all. I thought it was interesting that Zane spoke about the coins again and not understanding the like the, the true value of the coins, specifically with what we spoke about in the last episode. I didn't even make that
0: connection. That's interesting.
4: Yeah. So I I don't know. That was, I don't know whether that was just fresh in my mind. So it stood out to me or I don't know. I still think there's something going on there. I think Dak definitely uh, hit that on the head in the last episode. I think that uh, Tyndall will be the one who's going to piece together some of the information about Elendi because she's got such their history with all the kings. So I think some of what we maybe don't know about Set or yeah, Elendi and the, the kings that he commanded back in the day, I think we're going to learn a bit more information from Tyndall yet. Mm. Um, what else have I got? I'm really interested that Vin can hear the pulsing, and like Elendi mentioned, being able to hear the pulsing from the mountains as well. I think it's a bit obvious to sort of jump to, okay, well, Vin is the hero of ages at this point, but it really makes me think, if, if Vin's got that ability to pierce the copper clouds and can hear that and feel that, why was Elendi able to do that as well? What happened there? I think that's something I really want to know a bit more about. And the prophecy, we really need to start hearing that, how it was written, I think. We've, we've got Elendi, like you said earlier, in the epigraphs talking about all these things that it seems to line up with, with what he was thinking about the prophecy. And I've got a couple of ideas on who could fit those things, but I think mm. we'll, we'll sort of figure out a bit more as more of that's revealed. But I've probably got three or four people at the moment I'm considering. Do you want um, to share? No, not yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Vin is probably an obvious an obvious one to fit some of those things um, in a roundabout way. But yeah, I don't know if that's just too obvious, but um, there's a couple of other people that we've already met that I think might fit it, but I will hold those a bit closer to my chest for now.
0: Okay.
4: Fair enough. Uh, All right, then Uh,
0: let's, we, we obviously don't have any new emails since yesterday or any other comments or anything. So we won't waste time doing that. I will. Can't talk. Let's touch on for next time for our next record we are reading chapters 26 27 and 28 which actually takes us through the end of part two and the first and gets into the first chapter of part three of this book so so, you know at the end of part something big usually happens right maybe we're gonna see something
2: (laughs) i hope this is the most anticlimactic part ending of a
0: part (laughs) ever Oh, you know that's why I said that, right? Because it was right. gonna be like exactly. nothing, absolutely nothing is gonna happen, and you're really like, oh, yeah. I was wanting action, and they had, <laughs> they, had they had a nice dinner yeah. with Straff, and everybody got along, and
2: yeah, the end of the so, part is like, like, Vin put on her dress and felt really good about herself. At the end.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: and end of the part is all oh, the Coloss fell off a cliff and died. All
4: <laughs> well, Rianne was dis- disappointed in her dress and returned it.
0: Oh. <laughs> Yes, it'll be a couple of weeks for us before we record that. So. Uh... Wait, I got another one.
3: Spook got, Spook <laughs> okay. got shot down.
0: <laughs> Who? What oh, did they shot shoot? down they him With? Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: no, no, as, no, as in he was trying to pick up another woman, and she said no. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay.
0: I believe that.
1: Okay. Shot down Jack, by when the ladies. About yeah, a definitely war. believe
3: that. No, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you need to
2: Sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His plane was shot down over the mountains. There were no survivors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that is uh, that is for next time. If anybody wants to send us emails, I'm sure we'll probably have a lot between now and then since it'll be uh, a couple weeks for us. Although you guys should be getting one episode a week without fail, assuming everything goes like it's supposed to. So uh, you can send us an email at thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, The Sander You can find us on Twitter You can get us on Instagram. I'm running out of good pictures to use on Instagram. We're going to get into some weird stuff soon. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, send us things, send us comments, praise, complaints, whatever. Go out and and rate us on uh, whatever you use to get your podcasts from so that other people see and appreciate the awesomeness that we're obviously putting out every single week without fail. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Musical by Miracle Sound.
0: But until then. Wasn't to the time of next, everyone. And
1: we try, try. Who would never let it fade